Good morning, and welcome to Being the Change Now. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning, Ashwini. This week, in the practice of the Dhyana Paramita, let's go back to the very first instructions we received in this practice. Pay attention to everything, believe nothing, don't take anything personally. Whenever you notice the clouds of a conditioned storm gathering, sit still, count the breath, practice keeping the attention unwaveringly on awareness, whatever conditioned mind is doing. Patiently watch the ego process come and go. If the attention wanders, come back to one. An element of this paramita is a training in recollection, a gentle invitation to return attention to the moment. to re-identify with awareness instead of to continue to wander in conditioned mind. If you find yourself believing the voices of self-hate and identifying with the contents of the mind, practice returning to the breath, practice returning to the process of life, awareness aware of itself. If you, found, if you find yourself caught in a karmic pattern, grab the recorder and talk about your experience. Practice having your experience by articulating it. Notice you can be with everything that's happening to you, however intense the sensations. Notice how talking from what's going on for you transforms your experience. Find a place to sit with a mountain or a tree and allow the peace of wild things to show you the serenity of your true, true nature, as always, R.L. All right, here's our first caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, it's Risa in Amsterdam. Well, hello, Risa. What are you seeing? Hey. Well, I'm seeing, a, like, everything exciting, but I have wanted to say a few times and haven't had a chance that sometimes I hear Ashwini say no one's in the queue, and I'm, like, hanging out in the queue. So I think it's not that no one's in the queue but that it's like something else going on. Yeah, um, I, I think you're right, Risa. Uh, uh, yes, and it's something uh, that, that we struggle with constantly is trying to see what is actually so and what is technology messing with us. Well, I think that is just a very nice awareness practice. I think so, too. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. So, so I've been seeing, I've been watching really carefully around um, an area where I have um, a lot of conditioned suffering, which is those rare days when I sleep through my alarm and I don't have time to sit before I have to leave the house. And mm. all day I hear these stories about how, like, the whole, like, any, like, I can't trust myself or trust life because, like, conditioning is going to have control over me because I haven't sat. And so, like, everything oh. is going to be wrong. Um, mm. And just a lot of sort of, like, ego flagellation about not doing the right thing. And I've been, today happened to be one of those days. Uh, and I've been practicing around... Um, coming back to the breath, but also for the first time entertaining the idea that I'm still in center and conditioning has to come to center to find me with this message that I'm not at center 
and I can't be trusted because I haven't Oh, my yet. goodness. My goodness gracious. That's huge, isn't it? That's huge. There are yeah. two things, Risa, that to me are really huge about that. One is the, that, that last one that you articulated, that uh, you, you're the one they're watching all of this happen, right? And you're watching the threats come in, and if you don't leave center to believe it, well, then there's just really no problem, is there? But the other thing that is really important as awareness practitioners for us to, to just be aware can happen is how practice can be used against us in that way. That, that ego will make us superstitious. That if you don't sit, and it's, it's, it's just a variation on a theme that it uses with a lot of stuff, right? If you don't X, Y, Z, then X, Y, Z, right? And it's just not true. I mean, there's nothing, sitting doesn't change anything about how life is. Right? Sitting is simply right. another tool that we have to, to see. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean we don't want to do it, right? It doesn't, it doesn't mean, oh, well, it's the same if you do and if you don't. No. I mean, we all know our life is not the same <laughs> when we don't meditate right. as when we do. But that's not the same as it turns into some sort of magic something or other that's going to protect me from any bad thing like ego happening to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really, I think, like, what has been the most obvious, like, on the, like, from subtle to gross, like, on the most gross level that I've seen is the change in, like, the physiological sensations um, that I'm just, because it's interesting, like, you know how you talk about that ego is always doing the same thing, and that's also how we can catch on, because I'll notice that sometimes if I have practiced, a flutter of anxiety or fear will pass through, and ego will say, it's because you haven't practiced today, see? And I had uh-huh. practiced today, but there was this slip-up of, like, just that's what the tape says when I haven't practiced. <laughs> and yeah. I can say, I love that. Just <laughs> yeah. saying yeah, the same you thing, are a program. didn't study today. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 And so when we catch on, as we catch on that, yeah, that's, that's ego's, that's its whole deal, is coming in with um, whatever it comes in to threaten us with. And usually, you know, it's true. It was true of us. It's true of most people. We're not paying attention. So it can say these things and cause that, you know, that arrow uh, to, to land. And, and we, don't, we don't stop and, and do what you did, which is say, now, wait a minute. That's not true. Right? We just go along with it. We're just meant to just accept the arrow and feel bad. Accept the arrow and feel bad. That's, yeah? Right. All right. Well. Thank you. Off you go. Woohoo. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Rita. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye. Tasha, thanks, Rita. Thank you. You know, I got it. I, I, I got just it. love I those. Got, I, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I just love those moments of awareness. 
Right, Sherry. Yes. When we, when we catch it, when we catch it, when we're there to be able to see uh, ego say something or the con- conditioned mind say something and go, wait a second, that is, that is so not true. And that, yes. uh, that, that uh, it, it's why we sit on the cushion. Because it that's just trains right. us to be present, that's all. That's right. The, to be here for whatever is going on. Yeah. 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 And then we get to see those things, and then there, there can be that moment of lightness. You lied. Mm-hmm. What else are you lying mm-hmm. about? And, and exactly. There's a, right? There's a distance that happens with that. We, yes. We, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, the I, I, I will actually... T- Go ahead. Sorry. Distance was the word you were going for? Yes, that we get to distance ourselves. I think that it says in the assignment that it's the training not to be the mind but to see the mind. So you yes. have a distance from, from what the mind is doing because as we keep saying, the mind will do what the mind will do, which is it's a program. It's going to keep running. Uh, it's just that I have to learn how not to be run by it, not to stop it from running. That, that's exactly right. Because, you're right, because trying to stop it from running is engaging with it in a way that is its specialty, right? Yes. But just watching yeah. it, there's nothing really it can do uh, to protect itself mm-hmm. from that, from observation. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Sherry, I kept interrupting you, so I don't know if you lost oh, no. the train of your thought. No, no. No, no, that was it. We got, we got there. We covered it. Okay. No, what I actually was what I was actually caught up in for just a moment there was uh, Risa in Amsterdam and just images of Amsterdam at the holidays. So Mm, it was it was it was quite enjoyable. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Next caller, you're now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Oh, good morning. This is June. Hi, June. Hi. Um, <clears throat> well, let's see. I think this is short and sweet. Um, my, uh, uh, I'm in the Keeping Commitments Buddies program this session, and uh, after a long time and a whole other Keeping Commitment Buddies sessions of making a list of things that uh, would be good for me to do and then failing to meet those commitments. The commitment I have settled on right now is sending a text every day elucidating the process that I am in, as far as I can tell, in the very moment that I'm writing the text. And this morning, there was fuzziness. I started to write the text, and I couldn't see quite, and there was judgment, and then there was the, oh, no, I'm even failing at this voice. Mm. And, um, And so I started recording and recording exactly what had been going on and realized as I was recording, oh, this is what I write. This is the problem. <laughs> oh, 
Congratulations, June. Because that's it, right? <laughs> that that really is. It's that place of talking from my experience. The that the level of awareness that one has to have to recognize that I am in the process that I need to be writing about. I'm in the process right now. It, it, and the, the, the steps that we have to take, right, so here I am keeping a process commitment. I have an awareness of fuzziness. I pick up the recorder, and I talk from my process. And when I talk from my process, I'm with it, so I can't be in my process so I can see it. And that's it. That's the whole deal. Now I'm free of it. Now I can send yeah. my commitment text. Yeah. Oh, that's really exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, that's, that's, that was it. That was the whole thing. And, and one other point, and I, did, I think we did this in those uh, workshops early on. I think it was last year that we did a whole workshop around scheduling and compassionate scheduling and things like that. And the, the thing that we get, what we, what we do if we bring... Uh, awareness to the process of keeping commitments, we learn so much about what works and what doesn't, and that's so valuable, right? So there's a way in which initially I'm transcending, learning to transcend resistance when, I keep, when I, I'm looking at my process of keeping commitments. So it's not about keeping commitments as much as seeing the process of not keeping commitments. Then you graduate to how do I learn the process of keeping commitments and that insight that you had where I have, if, if I'm not watching my process, then I cannot actually see what will support me. And so here you are. You've come up with a process commitment that actually assists you to keep your commitment and feel successful. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And to write the text requires me to sit down and get quiet and look as closely as I can mm-hmm. and then be able to say what, what is going on. And, um, which is, in that which is really moment. the point. Yeah. 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 You want to be present. That's why you're attempting to keep a commitment. But if, you can, if your commitment itself is to presence, then, wow, are we way ahead. <sighs> Okay, thank you. Thanks, June. Oh, people are going to love that in the email class. Mm, mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, I hope people will read. Uh, well, of course, I hope people will read everything in the email class, obviously. Um, but uh, just the, how many ways people are are um, zeroing in on that very insight, which is mm-hmm. just the whole deal, isn't it? It is, completely. Yeah, not, not, not where am I now so I can change where I am now. <laughs> yeah. Where am I now so that I can be informed <laughs> about mm-hmm. where I now. am now. All right. Mm. Here's our next caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? This is Michael in California. Hello, Michael. Hello, Sherry. What are you seeing? Well, well, that was perfect what you just said because, as I've heard you say many times, meditation is not about getting to the peace and the bliss that I desperately want. It's about seeing where I am. Uh huh. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is awareness yeah. practice, isn't it? It's practicing <laughs> right. awareness. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. And that reminds me of something you said a while back. It's sort of exactly along those lines about, um, you know, it's a practice of peace and relaxation. Well, not not directly, but that's going to be a byproduct, probably. That's right. That is exactly so. so. Yeah. Because yeah. what we're so that, what we're closing in on is accepting everything as it is. Right. Well, that's a very peaceful experience. The only reason we suffer <laughs> is because we're we're, we're resisting. What is, right? As if resisting yeah. what is is going to get us anything except tense muscles and suffering. Because it is what is. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. And what, I, what I've noticed about meditation, which I've noticed for a long time, is that um, the, the identification or the, the suffering can't get to me while I'm sitting. I mean, I may be distracted which seems to be a more common experience, but the, mm-hmm. the suffering, I don't, I don't experience the kind of deep suffering when I'm meditating. Yeah. yeah. I guess so even with meditation. Well, even with the distraction, right? You don't, you, you can't be made to suffer over it in the moment. It's afterwards, right? When a yeah. conversation starts about, well, you just sat there and wasted all that time. You were just distracted. You, 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 right? But in the moment <laughs> when you're sitting there, <laughs> even if you're distracted, right, you're not suffering. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And there's, yes. Much, there's much application there, right? So, again, it's the resistance that is the suffering. It's the, somebody mm-hmm. said it the other day, the thought the thought is the suffering. That, that's literal. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and I don't know if you saw the peace quote from this morning yet, but to me, I it's did. just, oh, my goodness. With, oh, my yeah, goodness. Can, you, can, you, can you say what it was? Because I can't remember yeah, yeah. right now. But I saw it, and I, and I had the thought, oh, my gosh, talk about appropriate. Yeah, yeah. So the, here's a and basically, I have the choice of the discomfort of becoming aware of my mental afflictions, or I can have the discomfort of being ruled by them. <laughs> One is oh short-term, the other <laughs> is lifelong, right? Yeah. 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 So, mm-hmm. um, Perfect. just really glad, really glad to be here and participating and loving it all. Me too, Michael. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry. All right. Go happy. Go happy. Thanks, Michael. And uh, Sherry, you know, that, that line about it's okay, the, noticing the distraction is not suffering if there's no commentary that that's, it's wrong to, to be that. That's wrong. That's right. Right? That's I mean, right. that's just really yeah. what we're cluing into, that it's uh, the acceptance of what is um, doesn't mean that we, we can't change our experience if we choose to. It just means that there's no suffering in the experience that I'm having. That's exactly right. And, you know, with something like distraction, I mean, you know, with the way Michael laid it out, it was just perfect. It, if, if you know you're distracted, 
you're not distracted. You, you may yeah. not be engaged in what something has told you you should be engaged in, but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean you're not there, that you're not aware. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, right. oh, it's, so, it's so fun, isn't it? It is just it is. so fun. Sorry, did I lose you? No, I'm right here. Oh, okay. You, well, you, and you I, were excited about something, and I was giving you space to be excited about it. Well, it's just that the, you, we rewire the way we see. So distraction is not actually distraction if I'm aware of it. It's called distraction, yes. but it's not. That's right. That's and then right. what is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what is it if it's not distraction? Hmm. Yeah. yeah, and you know, we, we get to the point, uh, uh, somebody said a little bit ago, uh, just caused me to be aware of how, how little attention we pay to language. You know, if you want to yeah. say something, you just open your mouth and you say it because you've been using these words that, for so long that they're just how it is. But they're not just how it is, right? That, that's, that, that process is a process that's going on all the time. We just don't notice it, right? And so this, this process that we do in awareness practice of noticing everything, everything, because it's all so terribly interesting. Mm-hmm. We're right here. It does, you know, all of this dualistic, well, you should this, you shouldn't that. That's the good, that's the bad. That's a, no, it, no. When we step back into, a la the email class, you know, the uppercase uh, acceptance, it's all just right here for us, and it's incredibly interesting. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. All right, we have time for one more caller. So here we go. Next caller, you are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Wow. Debbie Cohen from, uh, Debbie C. from uh, Minnesota. I haven't gotten on in a Debbie. long time, and I, like Risa, thought that it was just not going to happen. Um, well, I think with absorption um, and nothing next, that's, I love that. It's great for me. Um, Debbie, like, you are slightly muffled for me. What did you say? Is something about uh, nothing what? next? Yeah. Hold on. Now, I don't have AirPods in, and the sound should be worse, that's but perfect. it's probably better. It is. It's wonderful. Yeah. So okay. can you repeat what you Hold just on. said? Okay, so um, like the first caller, um, a, a source of, of um, suffering for me can be this thought that, um, you know, I'm, I, I need to do all the practice and exercise related things and that's going to make me, make my life work. Um, mm-hmm. And what I heard was, yes, it does work better <laughs> when I'm practicing well, but um, through the trajectory of this course, uh, there's so much, so much more willingness to let go of those littler commitments and become absorbed in the tasks that are part of the fabric of my life and to see those as practice opportunities but not separate from practice and that every experience is an opportunity for becoming centered and practicing and it's all good. Rather, so it's, it's almost as though if that whole spontaneous yoga practice I have 
has become a much larger mat to play on and um, expands out, mm. takes me off the yoga mat or out of the yoga studio um, into everything else. Mm. And rather than feeling like that's my safe space or, or whatever, or that's going to be my insurance that all will be well, um, feeling that you know, my life is the opportunity for everything to be well and to go on and, and be in and invested in what it is I'm doing. Mm, that is so beautiful, Debbie. There's so much in that. And I heard a couple of processes, right? One is that the, or it's, it, all, all of our practice becomes something. Uh, so I, I start from the premise that there's something wrong with me and that my life is not working, and that I'm suffering. And so I have to acquire a state of happiness. And these are the things that I do in order to acquire my happiness. Now, we have to start there, because if, we, if, we are not, uh, if we're not aware that I'm suffering, and I want to end my suffering, and here are some of the ways in which I could assist and support myself to train to come here, then that's, that's where I start. And, and as Sherry just said, that not that the failure, the setup in not doing it, or the conversation around uh, this is what is your this is your safety. You haven't done it. There's something wrong with you. Your life's going to fall apart. Uh, that that happens right in that process. But over time, as we keep our commitment, as we keep coming to to presence, then there's a perspective. There's a shift in orientation, which is what you're talking about, where my life becomes an expression of my fulfillment rather than I am seeking fulfillment because my life is an expression of deficiency. Right. 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 And that's the, that's the shift that you're right. pointing it, to, which like, is you know, everything came, in my life is my practice. What just dropped in for me is like my daughter does karate. And, um, you know, when, you, when people go up the ranks of the various stripes on the black belt, um, as one gets older, you know, they're harder to get as you go to the next stripe. But the, the, the biggest, stri the stripes that are hardest to get at the very end, like 10th degree black belts, they're all about service rather than um, practice technique, formal practice. They're about service. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, in a chunk of time, like I could be doing, there are a million things I could be doing, but it's the thought that I should be doing something else that is, the awareness practice, I can see that and drop that. So because, yes, I might have practiced yoga, but I didn't practice PT. Or I might have practiced meditation. Like, it, you know, there are a million potential healthful activities to, to experience. And I, you know, I'm not going to get to all of them. So I could always hear a voice in my head telling me what I didn't get to do, which is, you know, which in, in a sense that that will, then I'm not safe in a way. I won't be caring well for this being. But as I've yeah. gotten older and as this, particularly as this, you know, with, with the prompts we've had week to week throughout the course of the year, it's, it's much easier to see that every experience is part of being centered. And it's really centering to do the things that care for my environment and that care for the people around me and care for, you know, something beyond just this physical being. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that we lose the orientation of a conditional sense of well-being and move into an unconditional uh, experience of well-being that comes from being wholeheartedly engaged and present in what we have to attend to. 
Right, yeah, and no. just fewer fewer insistences and preferences on the exact form of the shape of the day, for <laughs> exactly. example. Yes, that's yeah. what practice knocks out of us, right? Preferences yeah. and dislikes and being interested in feelings and the perfection of, uh, of what ego uh, says an experience should be. Right, it's like OCD helped me be a good practitioner, but being OCD all the way is going to ultimately limit my practice in life. Mm, yes. Wow. Wow. That's big. Yeah, well, no, it's I don't great. Have to tell you to go happy, Debbie. <laughs> it's a it's a great retreat. It's a great retreat. Looking yeah. forward to well, enjoying all of it and the email class and everything. Yeah. Just great windows in towards clarity all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, windows into clarity all the time. Well, thank you. Gosh, thank you, Ashwini. You know, that last little statement about uh, OCD helped me be a good practitioner, I'm not sure that's exactly how Debbie said it, but, uh, and then OCD would become something that would stop me from being mm-hmm. a good practitioner, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, we could, each one of us could plug every single piece of content in our lives into that little formula, right? Yeah. Because whatever it is that I come up against, that, that requires me to be present to and let go of beliefs and assumptions about and embrace and accept and let go. And that, you know, every one of those things is a step on the path, right? And then at a certain point, we, we have to put that down, right? And, and in order to go beyond it. It's not that there's anything wrong with it. It's just that we've done that. It's like, you know, the clothes we wore to kindergarten, <laughs> even by first grade, they're just not going to work any longer. They weren't bad clothes. They're just not appropriate any longer. And to see life in that way is so um, affirming, right? It's, a, it's such a it, – it, it, and it's clear, and, it's, and it is true. Yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful. Well, at that, that place of what the Buddha called the raft, right, it takes you to the shore, and then you have to let go of the raft. That's right, because you look mighty silly with that raft on your head as you walk across the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and that, that we recognize, because we just don't have one raft, right, we have so many, that there's a process around, okay, I have to leave this, this shore, and then I have to fly against the current or go with the current, and then I have to let go of the raft. The process is the same with every raft. Yes. I just have to learn that the process, and then once I get... To learn the process, then it's then then I recognize the process I'm in, and that's the acceptance we're talking about. Yeah, which takes us back to the, uh, you know, writing the the text message from the process I'm in. I realize, ah, yes. this is my current raft. Okay, yes. here yes, here we exactly. are. This is, I want to explore yeah. this one. I want to know this one. I want to be grateful yeah. for this one. Yeah, because yeah. it's yeah. helping me. Yeah. And in, the, in writing Wonderful. that text, I actually let it go, you know? It's, it, the, yes. fre- the, the frequency with which I can let go of the process by seeing it becomes so, so much more available. Yeah, and then we get, get to that just living in thank you business, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah. moment by moment by moment. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Ashwini. Thank, thank you, Sherry. Everybody. Go happy. Go happy.